Welcome to Dudes on Movies, a podcast where dudes talk about movies. I'm your dude, Scott. I'm your dude, Dave. And today we're discussing 1981's Clash of the Titans, directed by Desmond Davis and starring Harry Hamlin. But before we do that, let's talk about what we've been watching. Dave, what have you been watching? I went to see the movie Anatomy of a Fall. Um, it won the Palme d'Or at this year's Cannes Film Festival. Yes. It is fantastic. Um, and... It's weird to like, you know, obviously say, yeah, we're always talking about like, oh, no spoilers. And of course I wouldn't, you know, give spoilers here, <laughs> but like, this is uh, one of the most original police procedurals I've ever seen, um, because it, it's more about the, the nature of justice and, um, the nature of truth that we've talked about a lot on this show yeah. recently and, um, trying to prove your innocence, uh, when you don't look innocent. And I, I, it was a fantastic movie. Dude, I've heard good things about it. Yes. Um, I got to watch this now. Yes, it's so good. Is Edward Norton in it as a split personality? Um, That's all th- I need to yeah, know. Yeah, he's, he's missing. From, that, that is the one missing <laughs> okay. element. The one thing. Yes. Okay. <laughs> cool, man. Right. Um, I watched something. It was The Changeling from 1979 with George C. Scott. Nice. I hadn't seen it in a long time. In fact, I actually forgot I saw it. Um, (laughs) That's not to say this movie's unforgettable. Right, right. It's not. Right. Um, But um, it's a haunted house movie that's about trauma, guilt, and secrets. Um, And he he goes after an event that happens at the beginning. He goes and stays at this house that's haunted. And he has to figure out what's going on and unravel the mystery and uncover how the ripples of that event has affected the community mm-hmm. and things like that. It's really good. It's incredibly intriguing. The, the mystery's very solid. Um, I really love the ending of the movie, and it's got some really creepy camera work and sound design that yes. I think was pioneering at this time, at the late 70s. Like, this was dynamite stuff. It's really good. Yes. Um, so, yeah, everybody check out The Changeling. Now, Dave, let's talk about Clash of the Titans. Why don't you give everyone a synopsis? Yes. Uh, so this film is an adaptation of the tale from Greek mythology in which Perseus, uh, the son of Zeus and the mortal Danae, grows up to be a great warrior who saves the princess Andromeda from the wrath of the goddess Thetis. What it's most famous for is not Greek mythology, of course. <laughs> it's um, it's really for its like incredibly deep cast of excellent actors and especially the stop motion special effects of Ray Harryhausen. It's a lot of fun. So let's dive in. Yeah, definitely. And I'm just going to put it out there right now. I might screw up some of these names and Greek relationships and words. I'm not an expert in Greek mythology. Yeah. I'm glad you brought that up because <laughs> um, I, I, I am also not an expert on this and uh, I read more into it and apparently like what we've seen as far as, you know, like film and TV adaptations of Greek mythology, a lot of of it has been composited yeah and so like if you're just even if you see this tale told like 10 different times you might find like 10 different uh variations on it yeah so um yeah we have to go back and read the original text if yes, we're ever gonna exactly get right brush up on your greek exactly. everybody yes um <laughs> yeah i mean and it's greek mythology is such a wellspring of awesome ideas i know that i mean almost all of our stories have sprung from yes you know it's awesome stuff and and in addition to the mythology even just like the greek drama i mean like all of the all oedipus and everything else i mean like uh uh, aeschylus and uh all that stuff is it's it's what 
like gave birth to what we know as entertainment today. Yeah. You know? Uh, the Odyssey, is that Greek? It is. Yeah. I mean, you can't go wrong with it, I guess. I know. I tried to read the Odyssey, Dave. <laughs> I didn't make it. <laughs> I, so, I mean, they, they made us read it in school, I believe. Okay. And I, I got through it then. I haven't touched it since. Okay. Yeah. All right. Cool. <laughs> um, so, the movie kicks off where we see a king. I forget his name. But he's his daughter is Danae. And his grandson is Perseus. Yeah. Zeus had an affair with Danae, and the son is Perseus. And now the king is going to kill them uh, because his daughter has, I guess, not been chased or something like that. Yeah. So he he puts them out to sea so that they die. And this really makes Zeus mad. Well, obviously. You know, (laughs) and honestly, dude, I I just can't, like, Zeus... He can't all, keep it in his pants. I'm just I mean, telling you that. And honestly, you did this. This is your fault. Exactly. How are you not throwing thunderbolts at the king right now? Well, he he does get mad, right? But he lets it happen. But he lets it happen. Yeah. He lets the whole cer- ceremony go down. And I know his his wrath is swift and brutal. But like, why does he even let it get this far? As, as soon as he knows that the king is feeling the way he is, why doesn't he like? He obviously has the ability to soften the guy's heart. He's yeah, a god, right? You know, I don't know, but instead he lets him like cast them out in a coffin that's floating through the ocean. This this woman and this baby. It's an it's absolutely monstrous. Yeah, and what what's great about the movie? Actually, not great, but what's interesting about the movie uh-huh. is uh, <laughs> the music that accompanies or that that follows this sequence mm-hmm. is all wrong. Is it? it, it I, yeah, I didn't notice. It comes in. It's like this. It's from a Disney cartoon. Oh, you mean when the title card comes up? Yes. Yeah. yeah it, it, it sounds like we're in Song of the South. I you know. know. It's, it's like zippity doo dah starts it, playing. It is exactly zippity doo dah <laughs> stuff. And it is. And it's and it's a mother and baby like about to you know about like, to, drown to drown in a coffin. Yes. Yes. From a ceremony that 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 like her father perpetrated. It's disgusting and i know that that like the whole point is that like they make it because zeus saves them right but we got to sit there and chew on it until zeus makes a move right this this like romantic theme of adventure starts playing but no we've seen the most horrible dreadful thing you can't just do this and and we know that it's out there and you see the coffin like like kind of getting um like lost in the tide and everything. Yeah. And it's like, oh, this thing's not going to make it. And we got to sit through three minutes of credits before we even get to Olympus. With an eagle flying around on this blue screen that <laughs> I could have bought at the dollar store, Dude, man. It is a pretty bad effect. <laughs> it's horrible. I that mean, eagle is clipping in and out of the I know, screen. Like, I know. It's it's like, <laughs> and I mean. It's the worst effect in the movie. Yeah, it is. It is. It is. Because it's the first thing you see. I mean, or like, you're like, what you know, am I like, watching? Exactly. Like, what, what am I, what am I doing? <laughs> Um, right. The tone is all wrong. Right. The special effects suck. Yes. Like, <laughs> right. What's going on? Exactly. Here? This thing better improve. I almost really regretted quickly. this, Dave. I was like, Ooh, yeah, man. Okay. But then by the end, I didn't. Exactly. So there we because go. The, the, the eagle eventually <laughs> does fly to where the gods are. Yep. And then we meet Lawrence Olivier. Yeah. Who's sitting in front of a bunch of lasers. <laughs> Boy. Um, yeah. <laughs> the, the throne on Mount Olympus is something else. I love the colored lights behind Zeus's yeah. throne. Um, it reminded me of those school photo backdrops with the, with the color, you know, like, <laughs> oh my God. Yeah. Uh, it just, he needs a mullet. <laughs> yes, exactly. No, he'd fit right in. And a cowlick. Yeah. He'd be, he'd be looking good. Um, it's 1981, man. <laughs> yes. I also just, the Olympus set with like, 
you know, where Lawrence Olivier is with all the other gods, it looks like a fun place to act and also to hang out in. Yeah. Um, especially the way it's shot in this kind of insubstantial soft focus, uh, which isn't used anymore in the movies. It's very cheesy, but it's also very dreamlike, and I appreciate it. Right, and that's that's used to great effect because they're in this godly place, you know, on this mountain where no mortals can be. That's true. It's it's unnatural. This weird ethereal plane they exist on. There it is, ethereal. Yes. Um, So yeah, it looks looks good and suits the location quite well. And uh, so... Like you said, now we now we know he's mad after right. you let this happen. Yes, that's true. Exactly. Yes, because the eagle has flown here, and it, it got away from that blue screen. Now it landed on this miniature. <laughs> yes. Um. So we're on the set. <laughs> Lawrence Olivier plays Zeus, and he's mad because he knocked up this girl, and now the king's killing him. And everyone else is like, "Hey, he's a great king. He's just done one murder, and you're going to kill him." Yes. And Zeus is like, "Damn right, I am." It's a very weird, um, like it's it's Hera, Claire Bloom as Hera. Yes, um, is the one like entreating for the king. Look, all he's doing is just he's he's killing this 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 one lady and her baby. What's the big deal? He's been a really good king for us. He's doing a great job, <laughs> lady. Get your priorities straight. Exactly. He just murdered his own daughter and his grandson. That's it for him. Yeah. It, it, that, Screw that's, him. He's done. Yeah. And. Like the that that she would I guess put the needs of uh of the government ahead of like the lives of an innocent I mean yeah wow yeah Hera not a good look no not at all he he introduces all the other gods here too it's yes. like all right let's have a roll call yes. <laughs> <laughs> well which I can't tell you who everyone is I I know Maggie Smith is Thetis yes um Ma- yes and, and there's. There's um, like Aphrodite's hanging around. Yeah, Ursula oh. Andres is, yeah, is yeah, Aphrodite. Yeah, right. And then Susan Fleetwood is Athena. Yes. For some reason, he mentions all their name and they're just there. I know. And, it, it is yeah. weird to have a roll call, but yeah. their audience is you and me. So, you That's know, true. We, we've established well, that we can... we're not into Greek mythology too much. So, like, I guess it's needed. That's true, but I'm not an idiot that needs you to spell everyone's name out to me in a row. That's true. <laughs> yeah. He, he does regard you like you're just the dumbest sack of shit. And, and that's right. Uh, Introduce the character when they have something to do. <laughs> yes, okay. That's true. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, this is where he says, let loose the Kraken. <laughs> For, like, the first time in the movie. Yes. Yes. <laughs> and then freaking Poseidon blue screens to the bottom of the ocean. Man. And lets out the Kraken. Okay. We need, we need to talk about this, this effect. <laughs> okay. This sequence. Because Poseidon standing at the gate, it's technically an unnecessary special effect. It's horrible. You know. It's, yeah, it's not necessary at it's all. It's not he necessary. Need to do it. There's no need for them to render a man literally releasing the Kraken. Um, because <laughs> these people are gods and they can just do it with magic, right? Yeah. Um, right? But I guess we're getting some inside baseball here because it turns out that the gods have to actually pull levers to make this stuff happen. And what we see is this cage under the water and a very small man comes from screen right into the frame like and walking in and just walking like like he's <laughs> like he's on the flat ground exactly but he's under the sea and then there's this close up of the actor's face where i i can't actually tell if he's truly underwater or not or if it's like that parent trap thing uh, yeah. where where Haley Mills has the the yeah the, the fish are swimming in exactly, front of him yeah. yes i don't know if this guy's actually in a tank or not i can't tell his hair's floating a little bit like yes. like he could be right um, but, but even that could be fans. Looks, I, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. It it's looks gotta be weird. a slow fan. <laughs> right. <laughs> it does look weird. Right. 
Yeah, and he, he like turns this crank and opens this cage and then out swims this like giant foam monster. Yes. You don't see the whole thing. Like you right. see just like parts of it come out. It, it looks good, but you can tell it's like a rubber foam suit. You uh, know? Yeah, of course. Um, but it looks good. What you see? Right. Um, well, and, and at this point now, like like the effects show has started. Yes, yes. You know? Um, and by 1981, Star Wars was already well established. Oh, this movie—you can see it. Um, and, <laughs> we'll get and, there. And people were, and yeah, and and people were now used to a certain kind of effects on screen. Yeah, you know, and so a lot of what Harryhausen includes here comes off as old-fashioned. But what I admire about it is that they actually made a choice on a style. Yeah. Uh, the one that they wanted, and because no matter how unnatural and even sometimes grotesque some of this stuff looks. Um, it's still craftsmanship that takes a lot of work and yeah. it's a lot of talented people. And like this absolutely unconvincing monster that emerges. Yeah. Know, it looks fake. It does. It, it looks that there's not one aspect of it that looks real. You can tell it's fake. Yes. Mm-hmm. And it, and it's like 1950s kind of like, you know, uh, yeah, it's a rubber monster. Yeah. It's the fucking octopus fighting Bella Lugosi. You know? Yes. It's, it, it's yeah, horrible. It is. It is. It's, it's that bad. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's like grade Z 1950s, you know, mm-hmm. kind of stuff. And this is a major motion picture. I think I like it because I can, I can suspend my disbelief, you know, yeah, and say, course. okay. And I understand of the era and what they're doing. Like yeah. you just said, the choice they made. Yep. Like I understand this. And like, as a kid, I grew up watching these movies too. Like this and like some of the older ones, like Jason and the Argonauts. Yeah. My favorite was uh, the seventh voyage of Sinbad. And oh, that right, one's yeah. awesome with the Cyclops and stuff. The yes. little genie kid, genie kid. So like, I love this stuff, you know? Uh huh. So it doesn't bother me as much, but I can tell you that it is horrible. <laughs> I know, the the acknowledgement that it's horrible is important. Yes. Um, (laughs) It's horrible. That that might be rough, but yeah, it's pretty bad. But it's it's just not realistic. Like, at no point can an adult, any adult, look at it and go, oh boy, I'm swept away by this. That's true, right. And does it have to be realistic? No, it doesn't. Of course, Movies don't have to be realistic. Right. Like Fast and the Furious? Then come on. Yeah. We got flying cars in outer space and no. shit. I mean, uh, come oh my on. God. And you know, what's, oh. suspend your disbelief, people. I mean, and don't watch that movie. <laughs> watch some of these other Harryhausen <laughs> movies that I talked about. Exactly. Watch those crappy effects. Yes. But I'll tell you what, in the 50s and 60s, they were groundbreaking stuff. Which is like always so fascinating to me because I, I think back to like what audiences must have been like back then. There are, were they just watching this movie just completely enraptured, you know, by, by what they were seeing, by, by something that looks entirely fake to us. Yeah. But were they just going, oh my God. And the truth is, yes. Mm-hmm. I mean, I remember hearing about like, uh, like testimonials from people who saw Frankenstein in 1931 yeah and they were scared out of their minds yeah sitting in this movie mm-hmm. you know like this movie that does not scare us we, we can admire it for being good right and being funny and and being effective and and just it's a classic yeah but we we are not scared in the slightest i mean it just doesn't have that effect on no. us and they were like crapping their pants watching this movie exactly you know yeah. um and I know that by 1981, I mean, like, like I said, it people had a, a certain expectation of effects by now, but like, I don't think that like kids watching it were, were put out by it. You I know? doubt it. They probably just, they, they, they just took it at face value. You know? I doubt it. And I think Star Wars was 77, right? Yes. So this came out a couple years later, four years four later. Four years right? later. Right. I think the audience going to see this would still appreciate that older style mm-hmm. in some way. It's not as groundbreaking as what they just 
had with Star Wars, right? Yes. Or Empire Strikes Back. The I guess year Empire had come out the year before too. Yeah, which is even better. Right. But um, you grew up with this stuff, and that's what you've known. Maybe th- maybe they don't want to see it anymore. Maybe they did think it was horrible in '81. But I I like to think that they understand enough. Like, hey, this is still we can still coexist here. You can have both styles. Yeah, yeah of course. I mean, it probably would have been like more. I guess a sophisticated, like, you know, grad student type would have, would have admired it on that level. Uh-huh. But like, yeah, maybe teenagers who, who were big star Wars fans would have just rejected it or, or yeah, they if they have. were, or, or maybe they, they did have a more, half of them maybe had like a more enlightened take on it. Oh, I'll watch this. This is okay. You know? Yeah. I'm curious. That's right. interesting. <laughs> um, so that all happens. The Kraken destroys the town and or this whole city actually yeah. with waves which yes. look awful too they do this I mean, <laughs> this is the worst sequence in the movie like this, yes. the effects just look horrible i know because it, it is and it's it, crappy yeah star wars leftovers i know they and took it, the broken blue screen from some of those special effect shots and use that was there blue screen going on i don't know i mean i don't know how they did this some weird composites they did or yeah, something because I, I don't know if yeah. that technology was even like you know kind of because well I, they started it with star wars the, oh that's true you're when right. they had yeah. like the ca- motion cameras and the blue screen behind the models you're right the miniatures yes so so yeah that, that it had already been pioneered by then yeah i don't know if they were using it in this film or not right but it just looks like really crappy blue screen it, stuff. It, it does yeah. yeah and and they kind of use in, in addition to stop motion they also use like rear screen projection matte paintings composite shots it's like everything you need when you yeah. don't have cgi exactly and they just for whatever reason i don't know if they just like felt chesty because they had this like list of great actors so they didn't have to like you know um i think they're working hard on it but they for whatever reason they just saw something and and they were when they looked at it, they went, oh my God, this is great. Mm-hmm. You know, or maybe they did make that choice, that stylistic choice of like, this is how it's going to be. We're going to present this as like something as it's mythology. So like, right. we're going to make it yeah. look mythological and mythological might mean crap. You know, <laughs> I don't know. It's got to look oldie time. Yes. You know, because yes. now we're using oldie time effects. We're in ancient Greece, you know. Sure. Get used to it. Yes, exactly. <laughs> yes. But yeah, so now now Zeus has finally got his revenge. It took him um, long enough. Yeah, it took him long enough. So he's killed the king. He's killed everyone in the town. He's destroyed the whole city. And he told everyone else, now listen here, other gods. <laughs> No one's going to fuck around with Perseus, okay? Yes, exactly. That's my son. It's my boy. <laughs> and then he has Deny and Perseus go to some island where they're naked all the time, you know? <laughs> yeah. And they grow up. Perseus grows up to become Harry Hamlin. This movie is rated PG. Yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. And there are... There's lots of stuff that I, you shouldn't I, have. I can't <laughs> believe the, the amount of nudity that's in this movie. Yeah. It happens more than once where you're just like, oh my God, that's a naked woman. Like in yep. focus in the middle of the screen. There's a bunch of naked butts. Yeah. There's a child that's naked. Yeah. Like this is insane. Right. Uh, 1981, everybody. I, I know. And, and there's violence too it's that pr- like you, you just, you know, I, I can't believe that's in here either. Yeah. You know? I know that like... Uh, Jaws was rated PG. 
you yeah. know, as well. Yeah. And that, that's an incredibly violent film. I mean, like once the shark attack happens, you know, um, but like, I just can't believe the standards were, were that different. And I didn't remember it happening like that. I mean, I was four years old, so who knows? But yeah, right. Know, yeah. Geez. Yeah. I mean, the, the movie, the times did not catch up to the movies yet. I guess you know? not. <laughs> like, right. Well, we only have two ratings we can give it. <laughs> that's true. I know. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. It's either you can't see it yeah. or you... the exorcist rated PG. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, not working. Uh huh. And I mean, we just spent like 20 minutes on the first little section of this movie, but sure. I think we got a lot of our stuff out. And I know we can move along now. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Because obviously, like 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 you said earlier, we're gonna we're gonna talk a lot about special effects, and I mean, yeah. it has to be talked about at the top of it, like what you're dealing with here. Yeah. Because we're in for a lot of this kind of special we've, effects. We've ripped on it a lot. It gets better. Yeah, it does. I think it gets a lot better. Right. Um. Now we meet Calibos. Uh, Maggie Smith says something to Zeus, like, give give my son mercy or something, because her son is Calibos. He was like a mortal. I guess he killed all the flying horses, and Pegasus is the only one left alive. Yeah. So Zeus has to punish him, and Zeus uh, deforms him and, like, makes him, like, shunned from society, turns him into, like, a monster. Right. And uh, he was supposed to be marrying Andromeda? See, yes. it's, a, it's a whole mess of names here, folks. <laughs> so, but, you, but you actually got it. I think like, I got it. Yeah. Like, he was supposed to wed Andromeda. Yeah. Who is the son of Cassiopeia? She's the daughter of Cassiopeia. S- son, yeah. Daughter, yes. exactly. Um, which is important. This this all comes in later. Right. So Calibos has to leave because he's ugly and no one loves him anymore. Yes. So he's in the swamp. Uh, <laughs> Maggie Smith <laughs> is mad because Zeus won't show mercy and turn him back and stuff. <laughs> So, <laughs> so they're pissed at each other. And so now Andromeda is going to suffer because of this and blah, blah, blah. So Thetis sneakily moves like this clay figure of Perseus into the city of Joppa. So like the gods can play with these like sculptures of mortals and place them into like basically little play sets. The movie and the mythology in general tells us that our whole lives are just the gods playing with their action figures. Yeah. And that is, <laughs> I, I, I hate the idea that like <laughs> our whole fate is just resting on the whims of, of their playtime. I love the idea that podcastius is playing with <laughs> us right now. <laughs> He's conducting an episode of dudes on movies. <laughs> <laughs> and talking about himself now, oh my like, God. getting really meta oh on my it. God. You know? Wow, <laughs> <laughs> he's up there in soft focus somewhere. Yes, he is he's in a studio. <laughs> but yeah, that, that I don't like to think of that. Yeah, is how it really is. <laughs> I guess I'll find out when I'm dead. Ideally, yeah. Or or if I just show up in the middle of like some Colosseum somewhere randomly. I mean, yeah. Uh, let, let's get into it. <laughs> Which is what happens to Perseus. <laughs> yes. So Thetis has stolen Zeus's doll and <laughs> put it in a location it's not supposed to be. I guess before we even talk about that, we need to talk about just the action of doing that. Because I mean, like if Zeus is the god of gods, yeah. he's all powerful. And the other gods are what they are. They also yes. have powers over. They have dominion over the mortals. Yeah. How can they ever get on Zeus's bad side if if he has the like the authority and the 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 power to just like kind of extinguish them? I mean, right? I mean, like they right? You if, would think so. I mean, Thetis can't just do this, you know, like just move his son somewhere. I guess she can. I, I, I guess, don't know. I, I mean, I guess we wouldn't have a story if she couldn't. But can it's, Zeus not 
kill an immortal? Like, I guess you can't do anything. I wish you could punish them, right? Like, like who's the guy that keeps pushing the rock up the hill? Hephaestus or something? Uh, Yeah. Like, he was punished and sent to do that eternally. I think he was a god, right? Okay. Okay. Um, But he can't kill him, right? This I don't th- know. This feels like drunk history. I mean, <laughs> we're not just like trying to piece together stuff that we should know, but we don't. You know what? You know? I wish I researched the Greek mythology a little more before we got here. <laughs> but too. you know I what? Know. Exactly. Whatever. And now we have we have homework in front of us, and and yes. you know, yeah. Um. So yeah, they're having a little hissy fit about Perseus, right? So, um, he wakes up in like this. He just like. The, the camera shot is him just fading in mm-hmm. to the middle of this arena and yeah. he's like laying on the ground because he was asleep on a beach and now he was waking up in this, the middle of this empty, empty amphitheater yes. somewhere right in the city of Joppa. Yes. And he stands up and he hears someone saying, Hey, who are you? You know, this scary voice or right. whatever. Right. And out walks this dude with like a mask and everything. And it's, it's a little intimidating. I wasn't scared though. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Perseus is a little on guard. And then all of a sudden this this guy takes his mask off and it's Burgess Meredith. And he's like, "Oh, hey Perseus, you know, welcome to the to my town." Yeah. Cleveland's Burgess <laughs> Meredith in ancient Greece. Yes. You know what? He won a Saturn award for acting for this. For this. Yeah. Um like you know what? Uh <laughs> that that's something. That sounds about right. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, that's a great idea for for just like a niche interest. Is if like if we had an encyclopedic knowledge of the Saturn Awards. <laughs> oh my God! You yeah. know, like we could name them from 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 decades past. That's something I might look into. Sure, because no one does that. I know exactly, and and to know that like now <laughs> I know that Burgess Meredith is a Saturn Award winner. Like it's, I've got that now. Yeah, he's got you know? a lot of gold, man. Right. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, he's just like, oh, hey, welcome to town, kid, you know? <laughs> yes. And, uh, man, it, it's great because he's he's playing an actor, like a, yeah. like a, a theater right. uh, proprietor, right, too. Yeah, you know? he lives there. At yeah, the exactly. This is where he... He scares he, people off like this to get him off his property. Yeah. That's what he does. Right. So. And for some reason, he decides that Perseus is okay because Perseus doesn't didn't act scared. Yeah. And he gives him a cape and a sword and shit. Like, right. hey, man, you're awesome. Yes. You're, you're uh, Prince Perseus, man. I, and because, I mean. Because he heard the legend, the yes. story, quote unquote, of Perseus. And now he's here and he's like, oh, I got to help him. And um, Harry Hamlin at this time, he was kind of just starting out as an actor. I mean, he'd, he'd done some stuff. Yeah. Um, but I, I think about like what it would be like if you were like in this position and in one of your first like major starring roles, you're heading a cast that has Lawrence Olivier and Burgess Meredith and Maggie Smith. Yeah. And the list goes on. Yeah. I mean, um, you know, it's, it's pretty courageous. It can and be intimidating. It is. And he does a good job in this movie. He, he would get better later on. In he life. does a job. He, and, and Scott's <laughs> unconvinced about what I, my compliments. Yeah. Um, so I, I guess I don't know what it is, but it's when tolerable, I tolerable Dave. Okay. Okay. When I see Harry Hamlin make weird acting choices in this movie, I react to it with amusement. <laughs> in multiple instances, another character will be telling him something and he'll be in the foreground with his chin upward, giving the other actor the side eye. <laughs> um, he's trying to be fancy and theatrical. And even though it's maybe not the best move, 
because I've liked him in other things, I can forgive him for. It doesn't bother me. Okay. I'll say that. But it's definitely not the best acting I've ever. He's not winning the Saturn Award. Oh, of course not. No, no. The sa- Yeah. <laughs> sorry. Sorry. To, yeah. Dream on. You're not getting any Saturns. <laughs> no saddie for you. <laughs> That's exactly, dude. Um, you know, uh, he also has this faraway stare that makes him look like he's confused about some fairly simple concepts. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and they have to be like kind of over explained to him by Eamon. That's uh Burgess Meredith's yeah. character. Um, and when this happens, he'll, he'll kind of repeat the broad strokes because like at one point, like after this, when he, uh, when Zeus, best, you know, bestows him with his, his implements. Yes. He tells him that the helmet will make him invisible. And Perseus, Harry Hamlin picks it up and goes invisible. <laughs> and then he stops for a minute and says it again, invisible. <laughs> And yeah. at one point he says something about like his destiny and he repeats the word, my destiny. Yeah. <laughs> and he has this faraway look yeah. where I'm stealing this um, <laughs> from Ty Burr. Okay. Uh, it looks like the captain of the football team in a school play, like this yeah. kind of embarrassed performance. Yep. You know, and that, that's why I say I reacted to it with amusement because I, I, I know he's going for something here, but he had to look around him and see the effects and everything and go, well, maybe he's maybe he's like playing three dimensional chess. And it's like some oh. kind of thing where he's like, I'm going to try to be Shakespearean, but make it look like I'm a, a jock trying to pull this off. Yeah. You know, um, you described it as theatrical, which is exactly what I put in my notes. Like there's just too much theatrics yes. with this. It's too too much. Right. You're not on stage. You're <laughs> yes. on camera. I I agree. I mean, there there are different styles of acting, and and you have to you have to be aware of that. And I mean, name another more theatrical society than Greece, like ancient Greece. Yeah, of course. I don't know. Yes. I mean, but. Um, so I guess it kind of fits in with the tone, but it is a little ridiculous. Oh yeah, and you know he he looks exactly like Michael Ian Black in this film. <laughs> like what? He looks just <laughs> like him. Serious? Yes. Oh my god, he I, does. I wow, I was not prepared for that uh, description. I I think he's quite good looking. Well, yeah, he looks great. Yeah. No, Michael Ian Black looks good. Oh, I know. Yeah, I, 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 you think of like Wet Hot American Summer, Michael yeah, Ian Black. Yeah, kind of around that era. Okay, you yeah. Know? Uh, that, yeah. There you go. Yeah. Got it. You know, I can see him doing this role with the theatrics as like a farce. Like, I can see that. My God, you're yeah. right. Oh, that that is so <laughs> perfect. Yeah, he, he would totally nail this. Jeez. Um, um, yeah. But yeah, so Zeus says now, all right, for some reason my son's here. Let's give him weapons and shit, right? <laughs> yes. So he makes everyone like give him special stuff like a sword and a shield and a helmet that makes you invisible. Yes. So he's suiting up. And his dad is just spoiling him. I know. He's stacking the, the deck. Come on, man. Yeah. I mean, because look, and he essentially makes him invincible. I mean, because if you have an invisibility helmet well, and, yeah. you know, and, and a magic sword that never dulls and a shield that can protect you against all attacks. Yeah. Um. I mean, yeah. It, I guess if he's not paying child support all this time, he's got to do something, right? <laughs> I guess yeah, that's true. That's true. <laughs> what a dead piece. <laughs> and then, like, he runs off to town with his invisible, like, for some reason, and like forgets his sword. And then Burgess, Bar- Mer- Burgess Meredith says, "Like, oh, the young. Why do they never listen? Why do they never learn?" For no reason. Yeah, I, know. I don't know why he says this. He he says it to no one. Yeah. Um. And 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 that's that's part of I guess the theatricality again. Yeah. Right. That that this movie and this script thinks it's doing, and <laughs> um, like you you can't. I'm glad you brought up earlier about like you know 
making a choice as an actor to not be theatrical when you're on camera. And part of that is not only the, your line delivery, but like what you just described with Burgess Meredith of doing asides and soliloquies, um, things that don't exist in the, in the world of movies. Yeah. You know, he's giving a monologue. Yeah. Like, right. But, why? There's no reason for this, Burgess. I mean, it's, I mean, it's not yeah. his fault. No, of but. course. Um, it's it's just like if we're if we're doing a a Shakespeare adaptation, then I I get it because right. that's that's part of it, you know. Yeah. Um, but and even even if you're doing a filmed version <laughs> of it, then I can I, that belongs in that world. I have a feeling that all of our listeners that are really Greek heads, you know, are going to eat us alive on this one, and rightly so. You know uh, what? Because we'll take it exactly. Look, 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 everybody. We're ignorant. If, and we're sorry. If you're experts <laughs> on this subject matter, please, absolutely, like, take us to task because, you know, I, I I, want to be better. Yeah, I agree. So he runs to the town of Joppa, and it's a big, lively, bus- bustling city. Yes. You know? It's Moss Eisley, I guess. <laughs> yes. And he walks in. <laughs> he walks in, and there's, like, a dude that's being burned at the stake. Like, he's dead already. He's right. totally toasted. But, like... Uh, he walks in and the guard starts telling him all about it. He's like, <laughs> it's Chris Farley in Wayne's World, everybody. I put the same note. He freaking Holy just shit. tells him everything. <laughs> He's like, hey, that guy was dead because he couldn't solve the riddle that Andromeda had to give him because of the town's curse. And all the suitors are trying to get to him. And then all this stuff. And now you know what's going on. And that's where they live up there. <laughs> Like, wow. I know. Thanks. <laughs> I know. Oh, my God. It, it is exactly that character. Yeah. It's, it's the the um, the guy who's there and gives you an exposition dump. And yeah. and yeah, all you need is Wayne Campbell to, like, comment on it and say, you know, that security guard had a lot of information. Right. You know? It seemed extraneous at the time. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Good stuff. Yep. She came into Athens on her way to New York. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> anyway, Cassiopeia's uh, husband, yeah. Frankie Sharp, Sharp yeah. Records. It's <laughs> like the back of his limousine. Um, so he sneaks into her bedroom. Like a real fucking creep. Andromeda. Uh, um, and watches her sleep. And he touches his hand to her forehead and says, Andromeda. I found my destiny. Mm-hmm. Real George McFly moment. Yes, here. exactly. Right. But he's like got his invisible helmet on, right? <laughs> and like, so like her ghost comes out and walks to the balcony where we get like the first real stop motion of the movie. This yeah. giant buzzard like right. lands on the balcony with a cage that she's supposed to climb in and it, it flies off with her. Yeah. It looks good. It's not the best, but... It, but it's okay. I mean, uh, compared uh, to some of the other stuff later, it's yeah. not as good. But it's 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 a good good effect. I, and I guess there's not as much for this for this vulture to do. You yeah, know, it's, it's just it's perched kinda... there on the on the balcony. And like, okay, and and in these instances, I mean, like, um, I think that if they were making it today, obviously they they probably would have just got it like a real animal. Yeah, and you know, shot it close up or whatever. Or they would have just done the whole thing in CGI, of course. Yeah. You know? But like, yeah, th- this thing it. Uh, it's about the probably the best creature effect in the movie. Yeah, I'd say. You think so? Yeah, I like one more better. You do? Okay. Yeah, I like Medusa better. I don't know. Okay, if, oh, are you talking uh, about like an animal? Okay, yeah, animals. Okay, it, yes. Um, Gorgons don't count. <laughs> yeah. they're, they're real, Dave. Yeah, exactly right. Um, 
I don't know. I think I might like the scorpions better than than the vulture. Okay, see, I I do like the vul I do like the vultures better than the scorpions. Okay, yeah. okay, cool. Um, but the scene itself has no reason to be here because they do the same scene two minutes later. Yes, they do. Um, <laughs> and and now, do we see the results of where she goes? Not this time. The okay. second time. The second time is where they establish. They that. they play the same footage. Yes. It's not like another no, night. It's not a different. They show take. the same goddamn footage. I know, and it's supposed to be a different night. Yeah, so it's quite confusing for the audience, and it's pretty cheap too. It, it's tacky, you know. It's um, a, this movie had a budget; <laughs> it had yeah. to keep. Someone had to pay Olivier. Yeah, that's <laughs> no doubt for his one day of shooting. I I'm know. sure he did. <laughs> I heard. I read it was one week. Oh, one week. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And, and that's how they got some of the other actors to be in it, too, was because they, they found out that Olivier was there. Ah. He was only there for a week. And it was like, hey, this is uh, they're, they're paying well and you get to hang out with Larry. Yeah. You know? There you go. I mean, it, it, I was like, you know what? I'd sign up for that. Too. I would do it, too. No man. Doubt. We're all just hanging out in this nice, dreamy set. Oh, my you know? gosh. I, I so want and to be there. Being theatrical, we don't have to act that great. I, it's an <laughs> easy true. gig. That's true. This is... I've never seen Maggie Smith suck. <laughs> Actually, she doesn't suck in this. She Thank, doesn't suck. Uh, okay, okay. She's I, not the best, but I, now what do you think suck. about Lawrence Olivier then? He's kind of bad, I think. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think the movie has a long list of excellent actors, as we've established, yeah. but there is a strangeness about the acting itself. Yeah. And honestly, again, just like Harry Hamlin, years ago I would have found it overly dramatic, and I still do because it is. But somehow at this point in my life, I some <laughs> I really enjoy it. I don't know why. I I, I have no acceptable defense I, for I why enjoy I enjoy it, it on, but I do. I enjoy it on that it's so bad it's good level. Okay, that's how I'm enjoying it. So you're you're having an, an ironic time. I mean, kind of. I, I am too. Yeah. For different reasons. Yeah. And I mean, at one point when uh, Zeus uh, gives Perseus his uh, his equipment. He's giving the inventory of what he wants to give Perseus. And I almost did a spit take when <laughs> Lawrence Olivier said, a helmet. <laughs> it's just like such a great delivery of the word helmet. Um, because he like, he was of course known at his peak for being the world's greatest living actor. Yeah. You know? Yeah. But by the mid seventies, he was suffering from failing health. And to secure his family's finances, which you alluded to earlier about like, you know, paying the man, yeah. um, he had appeared in a series of Polaroid commercials, which didn't sit well oh, with critics. I didn't know that. Yes. Um, they make reference to it in Saturday Night Fever. Uh, like one of the characters like talks about like meeting Lawrence Olivier and they're, and she, they're like, uh, oh, you know, he's the English actor, the one who's all those Polaroid commercials. Oh, you know? man. And it's like, it's great. That's you know? right. Um <laughs> But in addition to that, his most recent performances were in Inchon, where he played General Douglas MacArthur, and the remake of The Jazz Singer. That that was also regarded as exceedingly over the top. Wow. And when I assess his performance in this film or those others, I'm much more okay with him being a ham because it means he's giving you everything he's got. Yeah. You know, um, the, I, I think that the most unforgivable offense an actor can commit is to just like not care. You know, yeah, be a Brando, um, exactly. You know? Yes, and, and but Lawrence Olivier was a very proud performer, and yeah. you know, uh, he really goes for it, right? And I'm not saying I hate it, okay? Like I enjoy it, yeah. But I'm not saying it's the best performance, understood? Because it's not, obviously. I, Anyone will tell you this is not 
the best performance from him or anybody. I will I will completely admit that. Yeah, because I mean, like, yeah, it's it's him and Maggie Smith, two like legit world class actors. Oh my gosh, who are you know about as good as you can get, and they deserve to be in the Greek god sphere of English actors. Absolutely, they are in a pantheon yes. if that exists, no doubt. Yeah. Um, but yeah, what they're doing here is something different. <laughs> and, uh, um, yeah. You know what? It's not their fault. It's, um, I think it's the director and yeah. the screenplay. I guess anytime subpar acting makes it on screen. Yeah. It is kind of the fault of the filmmakers in many ways, because I mean like, yeah, they, they let it happen. Um, they, they didn't pull anybody aside. They didn't, you know, coach anybody up. And, um, obviously how can you, Say to Lawrence Olivier. Hey, uh, yeah. Hey, Larry. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah. I mean, uh, put the cigarette down, please. Hey, Larry. Um, <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Yeah. It, it's, I don't it's blame a tough him. Situation. I don't blame him. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, the, the vulture come back, comes back another night. Right. <laughs> and we get the same scene. Yes. I know. But this time you see what happens. Right. Uh, what is happening is the vulture is flying Andromeda. Out to the swamp where Calabos has been, like, casted out to. Yes. So that he can see her. He's he's making the vulture go get her. You know, it's doing his bidding. Go get her. Bring her to the swamp. I need to see her. She needs to marry me still. Mm-hmm. Um, even though I'm this deformed, horned, and tailed creature now. Which looks cool. I like his look. Which, which look? Well, the makeup on the actor looks great. Me too. The stop motion is just okay. I like it, but it's it's not as good as some of the other stuff. It's a bizarre choice that they yeah. made with this to to make him a puppet when he's filmed in wide and medium shots. Yeah, but yeah, on close up, it's an actor in makeup. Well, what happened was originally there was no dialogue for this character, and they they added it in, and they decided to cast an actor for oh, it. Oh, okay. So they had to match the movements of the actor against the stop motion and. I know Harryhausen said that it was quite a task to try to get everything lined up for when they're doing cuts in the film. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Wow. Okay. So like that, that editing work and like the meticulous, the meticulousness of the stop motion. Yeah. Getting that to match the other shots. That's fine work right that's, there. That's awesome job. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. But yeah, I, I think the makeup looks great and I love how he's kind of theatrical too, right? Yeah, he is. But I like that because he's this evil, weird creature. Yeah, he's got a more of a right to to theatricality, I yeah. guess, than the other actors. He's a yeah. villain. Yeah, he is he, a big time. I mean, yeah. like he is uh, someone who's been yeah he's been cast out. He's almost like Lucifer, you know. In the, yeah, like, he's and he's been wronged in many ways. So yeah, I'd be mad too if Zeus was just like, hey, screw you, I'm I'm mad. I mean, um, I'm gonna put my doll in this corner now. Exactly, I don't like yeah, you. Yeah, I know because like, yeah. why didn't you just kill me? Yeah, you know, like if if I committed some offense, why am I not just dead? Why would you curse me to like live out this existence? You yeah, know? Andy like did it to to curse Andromeda also for some reason. Yeah, I don't remember. And like to get revenge on Thetis yes. for some reason. There's all kinds of politics at play here. I know. Apparently, like. I think Zeus is just banging everybody and everyone's mad about it. And when and when does he do this? I don't know. Like, isn't he in that throne room all day long? I, I mean, guess. like, where does he steal away to like go have sex with mortals? I mean, and, and is he omnipresent? I don't think well, so. I maybe that's part of it. That that's gotta be it. He sends his spirit down I, to a, a piece of him, a piece of the Trinity, <laughs> no I guess, to to no, go sending a piece of something out. <laughs> that's what he's doing. Yes. yes. <laughs> 
But yeah. <laughs> and and at what point though does okay, one of the things the guard <laughs> <laughs> the Chris Farley guard <laughs> mentioned was that like um, the guy who was at, at this burned at the stake. Yes. He was one of the potential suitors for Andromeda. Yes. And like, that's what Cassiopeia is doing essentially like, like interviewing for like, you know, uh, husbands. For, right. For, for yeah. the, for the, the estate. Right. Yeah. And the, the challenge is they have to solve this unsolvable riddle. Yep. And how does Perseus, uh, I, he, he comes so, in with the hand of he, Calibus. He does. So when when uh, Andromeda is taken to the swamp yes. to see Calibus, he gives her like a necklace and is like, hey, come on, just marry me still. Yeah. You know? Um, and she's like, I can't, you're ugly. <laughs> yes. Really? Like, <laughs> she, that's her whole she, thing. She's right? like, yeah, no, dude, uh-huh. <laughs> I'm not doing it. And I don't blame her. I mean, he's pretty ugly. He is, but he's sweet. Uh, I sure. Guess. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but but she says no she refuses so he says then the curse will continue right something like that and he gives her a new riddle for the next suitor yes that's and right. then um she goes back to the bedroom with the vulture i don't know yeah but the, but then calibo sees harry hamlin's invisible footsteps like the invisible man yes and it's like oh shit someone's here and he follows them and then they fight right and like the fight ends this is where i talked about like cutting between the live action and the stop motion together right. It ends when uh, Perseus just swipes his sword and it doesn't, t- you don't see what happened, but that's the end of the fight. Okay. And then we cut to Cassiopeia holding court saying, who wants to bang my daughter? <laughs> yes, Basically. Is there no man in all of Joppa <laughs> that wants to marry my daughter? And then Perseus walks through the door, you know, and, yes. and it's just like, I will. It's um, right out of the Ten Commandments. It is. Yeah, it's great. And she's, she tells him the riddle. <laughs> And he gets it right. He says the rid- the answer to the riddle is Calabos's ring or something like yeah. that. And he knows because it's on the severed hand that he has. And he pulls his hand out of his pocket right. and chucks it. Right. It's fucking awesome. He spikes it like a football. Yeah. Yeah. He's like, I win. Boom. Yes. <laughs> Pretty awesome. <laughs> I know. Um, in addition to Zeus's throne room, Cassiopeia's throne room is another place I would love to hang out. Oh, yeah. Um, it's It's a absolutely gorgeous set yeah imagine having people over for like tacos in that place you oh know? my gosh like it would i mean the, dra- the draperies and, and the sea air blowing through i mean what a night you know can you imagine what the tacos must have been like <laughs> in ancient greece <laughs> oh my god <laughs> i don't know i mean yeah anyway Look, okay let, but let's, no, dude, let me like, switch that we're having a contemporary party exactly yes at this place if we were oh. in ancient greece we'd have like the euros oh, and, yeah, and yeah, the, there'd be olives and everything exactly you know? we'd be, yes we'd be living sure no, that'd be an excellent party. Yes, it would. So, you know what? I'm surprised there's not more burnt bodies because, like, I'm sure half the men in this town would be, like, willing to die. I know. To get with uh, Andromeda. Because, I mean, like, it, you, you know that it's ancient Greece, and unless you're, like, a, a scholar or a right, nobleman, yeah. your life is desperate. <laughs> so, like, you, you're going to throw everything, you know, okay, I'll, yeah. I'll, I'll just risk everything. Oh, tell me the riddle. I'll try to solve it. Right, yeah. And if I, I'll risk it. Exactly. <laughs> if, if, I, if I'm if i wrong, I, they're going to put me out of my misery. And if I'm right, well, okay, hey, now, I, now I'm Now I'm the princess. king exactly. and I get to hang out with Judy Bowker all day. Yeah, absolutely, you know? yes. <laughs> Not bad. <laughs> Not a bad deal. <laughs> um, So now they're going to get married, right? Yeah. But d- Perseus and Andromeda. Perseus and Andromeda are going to get married, and they're just like all wide-eyed at each other this whole time. They're they're thirsty. Yes, they're definitely thirsty. They're both great looking. Oh yeah, they're dynamite. Yes. So, right before the wedding, Calibos comes and prays to the statue of Thetis, his mother, 
and it's like, hey, screw these guys. <laughs> he cut my arm off. Right. I need revenge. Um, I pray to you, do something. And and so Thetis takes revenge. She interrupts the wedding and says, hey, you're not getting married. We need to sacrifice Andromeda to the Kraken in 30 days. And she has to be a virgin. And at that moment, Perseus and Andromeda look at each other and are like, fuck. Yes. You know, because yes. that's what they were about to do in two minutes. I know. <laughs> yes. They were ready. Of course. Right. Um, and... This, my personal favorite special effect in the movie is yeah. in this scene. Okay. Where the Thetis statue that, that like is above the throne. Yeah. Uh, the way Maggie Smith um, like makes her presence known is this, the, the statue starts to fall apart. Yeah. In particular, the, the, the head of the statue crashes to the floor and yeah. you get like a, a sense of how big it is. And the severed head is animated with Maggie Smith's face and voice. Yeah. I think it's a pretty damn cool effect. I thought it looked good. Yeah. Is her face like kind of overlaid it too, like a, yes. a a film? Like they filmed her face and then positioned it over the yeah. statue, and it, like it's a really cool effect for sure. Yes, it, it's it reminded me so much of like this uh, this effect that's in Disney's uh, Disneyland's Haunted Mansion. Um, like there's these gravestones with mm-hmm. like these just these guys' face. It looks like the exact same technology. It probably and, was. And I've always been yeah. like, man, that's really impressive. Even today, it looks good. Yeah. Um. So now. Now the movie's getting good, actually, yeah. if you ask me. like Once Calibo showed up, I start to really like it. Right. I'm like, all right, we're getting somewhere now. Yeah. You know? Revenge is, is coming in. Yeah. Now we've got something to drive forward the story, not just some guy saying, I need to find my destiny. I, we yes. have reasons to do things now. I know. It, it, it felt very like just sword and sandals epic before that was like kind of lacking. But now you're like, oh, well, there's a reason that this story uh, has lasted for 6,000 years yeah. uh, because it, it's, it's just a great now. Yeah. Know, yeah. We see everyone's motivations now. Yeah. We, we didn't before now we got it. Yep. So now the movie gets rolling and it's quite enjoyable from here on out. If you ask right. me. Absolutely. So they need to figure out what to do. They, they can't just hang around for 30 days and let this happen. They're right. trying to think of a way to kill the Kraken, actually. So I guess they'll wait 30 days and then kill the Kraken. <laughs> well, I, yeah, exactly. <laughs> but they, how they do have, we do that? They have 30 days, I guess, to like come up with a plan. Yeah. You so know? Burgess Meredith says, uh, no man can kill the Kraken, but maybe a woman can or something like that. So let's go to the three witches of yes. Stygian. Yes. Um, and they might know. So... When they visit the Stygian witches, they needed to some help to get there. Yeah. Uh, so Zeus um, from Olympus uh, tells Athena to give him assistance. And she's always carrying this owl with her. Yeah. And he orders her to give him the owl. I guess the owl is all knowing and wise and, and knows, you know, the terrain and can yeah. help them with their journey. So she doesn't want to part with the owl. So she goes to this guy to make like a mechanical version of the owl. Yep. With all of its knowledge and power, I guess. Yeah. Uh, and the owl is called Bubo and it becomes like a big time character in the movie. Yes. I thought its name was Al2D2 <laughs> because that's what this thing is. It, it's R2D2. It even makes the same sound as R2. Yeah, it does. I mean, the like, head spins. I know. Yep. Yeah. And and it gets in uh, like mischief. Yeah. Things are always happening to it. Like it falls off a branch. It does oh, Pratt falls exactly? Oh. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's it's really shouldn't, it's, shouldn't have stuck your dick in that electrical outlet. Exactly. Exactly. Right. I mean, yes. And, and it's <laughs> it's also very cute. You know, and, it is cute. Yeah. And the animation looks good too. I yeah. think it's 
It's stop motion as well. When it's flying, it looks a little janky. Of course. I mean, because it's right. a big honking metal owl. <laughs> I mean, it, I guess it would look janky. Yeah, if it would no matter fly, what yeah. they did, it was going to look like a little bit questionable. Right, because like Pegasus flying looks pretty good. And yeah. the Vulture actually looks pretty good flying, you know, right. but the owl doesn't. No, but I guess that's because of the way it's built. That's how it has to fly. And I guess it's supposed to like, yeah, m- maybe the, maybe even the, the, the characters in the story are like, we are not going to react to like metallic wings trying to, you know, be graceful. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So. Yeah, Bubo shows up and is now part of the crew. Yes. And one thing I really liked is when they were coming up with the plan of what to do, um, they were like, Andromeda, you got to stay here. And she's like, no, screw that. Yeah, we're not yeah. married yet. Uh, yeah. I'm in charge still. Exactly. I'm going with you. It was great. She, I was she like, there you go. Assert herself like, hey, Perseus, you're not even royalty yet. You know, like I'm the princess. Right. You know, bow down. And she has a good plan. Yeah. We're going uh with you and escort and everyone yes. goes with them as a team and, yes you know that's good you know don't just go by yourself you idiot oh i know exactly come on I, and i i even like that too just from a practical like perspective of like whenever someone is on a quest like this i always worry when they like stay here i'll be back no dude <laughs> bring your whole coterie with you right you, you need samwise gamgee with you why come do you on, have man? all these men if you're not going to exactly. have them at your side at all times right you know you idiot exactly and by the way, he had already like tamed Pegasus at this point. Yes. Um, yes. In in a funny scene where he got invisible, then he lassos him with a rope while yeah. he's invisible. Yeah. <laughs> so, so you get a little like invisible rope uh, jokes. It was. It, it was very much like what we just watched in The Invisible Man. Yeah. It was probably the same technology. I'm sure it was. You know. <laughs> but they want to fly Pegasus, but Calibos has kidnapped Pegasus. Yeah. So they can't. So now they're going to make this huge journey that'll take forever. Right. Um, it would have taken hours with Pegasus. Now it's going to take weeks. Yeah. Now because they're going to go over these mountains. Yeah. So. Um, yeah, and and they when they go into to find the Stygian witches, it turns out they're all three. It's it's these three blind women who um like are they preside over this cauldron? Yeah, inside this cave, and they're all knowing, but they they can't see anything unless they have this. Uh, this they, little, they call little, it their eye. Exactly. Yeah, it's this little crystal that they can like put in front of their where their eyes were, and it allows the one person holding the the crystal to see. Yep. And uh, inside their cauldron are, I guess, people. People. Yes. Um, they mentioned it earlier. Like they'll they'll kill people and eat people. You right. Know? Like, the, like when Harry Hamlin walks into their cave and announces himself, they like are all by the cauldron and they start to like walk towards the door and like. A hand tries to come out of the cauldron. This other witch like pushes it back down yes, into the yes, soup. Yes, that's right. Yes, that's right. It's <laughs> <laughs> like trying to get out. No, get back in it, there. It's pretty funny. Yeah, I like it. Yeah. And I like the witches. I think they look good. Oh, I know. I know. They're actually frightening to look at and to listen to. And you know that they will kill you and eat you, right? Right. So there's actually a threat here. Yes, they are a little silly sometimes because they're bumbling around with one eye they have to share and they can't all see. They're fighting over who can look at them, you know? <laughs> right. So it's almost like the Muppets. Yes. Right. And you as an adult know that like, you know, okay, well, they're, they're still however much long in the movie. Obviously, the, the as, as dangerous as the witches are, they're not going to kill Perseus in this movie. Of course not. You I know? mean, maybe a guard or something, which yeah, doesn't exactly. happen. Yes. Because Bubo swipes in. And steals that eye. Yes. He takes it and gives it to Perseus. And now they can't see. Right. And they're at his mercy. Yes. And, and they, he can just ask them anything, anything he wants. And mm-hmm. they'll, they'll, they'll tell him, you know, what, the, what he needs to do to defeat the Kraken. Yeah. Um, and they tell him 
You have to get the head of Medusa, the Gorgon. If she looks at you in the eye, it'll, you'll turn to stone. Mm-hmm. And her blood is poison. Yeah. So you need to get that. And, you know, show, show it to the Kraken and it'll kill him. You know, turn him to stone. Right. So that's the plan. Um, and he has to seek out Medusa at the Isle of the Dead at the edge of the underworld, which is where they got to go now. But and, first he says, here, catch, and throws the eye, and which, they don't catch it. I, I felt that was unnecessary on Perseus's part. Yes, because he turns around like, hey, suckers. Exactly. Yeah. You know, because they, they just really helped him out. Yeah. You know, I, I know that he had to, like, kind of leech it out of them with, with, like, subterfuge, but they still went with it. All he would have had to do was, like, had Bubo, like, fly the orb back to them. Right. He doesn't have to be an asshole about it. It's Come really on, uncool. Yeah. yeah. It's bullshit. Yeah, now, they, now they're now they going to hate you even more. Exactly. Yes. I mean, They're not going to think, oh, what a, what a horrible person, but he did give us the eye back. It, yes. Yeah. And, and and it's like you get to like I guess there there's some relief in that like they start like kind of pawing around on the ground and they're getting very close to the eye so you know they're gonna They'll get find it, again. it but yeah but like yeah he still didn't have to throw it at them maybe he thinks we we need some time to get away maybe I, that's why uh, but maybe, they don't yeah. set that up no they don't exactly they do not set that up one bit they just make it look like like uh, Perseus is like a a schoolyard bully essentially right. he's the jock he's the captain of there the team he's, yes he's accidentally in the drama play this quarter <laughs> he's trying to get that hot shy girl to like him you know God damn, dude. that's what's happening here <laughs> so this is my favorite part of the movie when they go to the Isle of the Dead. Okay. They, they got to go to the River Styx, and they have to ride the ferry with Charon across it. Yeah. And Charon is this basically like a Grim Reaper type character. Right. He's a skeleton in a robe, and he ferries you across the river between the world of the living and the world of the dead. And if you don't have money to pay him, then he'll just ferry you forever. Yeah. So uh, one, of the, uh, one of the other guys in his uh, cadre gives Perseus, like, coins yeah uh, so that he can you know pay the ferryman yep and he puts the coin in that like bony hand yeah uh, and it closes you can tell it's fake yes, you know of <laughs> course right <laughs> a spirit halloween hand closes on it <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> it actually also leads to uh, i it's it's weird that that um like both the christian faith and greek mythology have this particular figure in common but yeah. like you know when someone dies uh you put two coins on their eyelids so that they have they can give it to you know yeah. okay got yeah. it you know all right otherwise i'm just going to be like i guess in you know this this purgatorial river river forever no it, thanks you know it yeah exactly it's not, <laughs> not a great fate <laughs> um so it's a really good set too like it's foggy and yes like you can't see ahead of you very far and the music's really ominous here. The tone is right for this scene. Yes. Not like the beginning credits. Oh, I agree. I yeah. mean, like this, this really, um, it's dreadful. And there's real tension here. There's so much tension, Dave, that when the ceiling crumbled, I was startled. I like literally oh, wow. like jumped. No kidding. Jeez. That okay. hasn't happened to me in probably 15 years. Holy crap. Okay. I, I didn't jump, but I, I, but was, I had a similar reaction. I couldn't reaction. believe it. Yeah. I fucking jumped at this movie. <laughs> okay. I laughed for like a minute after that. I was like, did I re- that really just happened to well, me? Th- that's great. That's great. I mean, th- then this movie like had a good effect on that you. That scene was really effective. Yeah. I mean, they're coming through this like crumbled, like old building and like right. out into this opening and the darkness and the music and the fog. It just yes. is haunting. Yes. Um, and was the ruined castle with the two-headed uh, wolf before that? Or no, this is where they get there. This is where they, they, they come. This. They come okay. up 
out of this like cave into like this open, almost like I don't know. There's pillars. It's like a crumbled castle kind. Yeah, of. Yeah, and they're in the 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 yeah. bailey of of what was this castle. Yeah. So then the two headed dog attacks them. I think Dioscalus. I yes. think is the name of it. It's basically like Cerberus with two heads instead right. of three. Right. And this is all claymation animation also. Stop yeah. motion. Stop motion. And I heard that it has a, it has hair, right? Like, that's got to be the worst thing to work with, with stop motion. Trying to animate hair. hair? Yeah, forget it. So apparently they were very careful when they were doing this to only touch the model, like, where you won't see it on camera. Okay. Like, because I looked... You don't see it like the hair being all funky and acting weird. Yeah. Like they did a good job with that. Right. Um, but yeah, the dog attacks him and his men and they fight. A couple of the guys die, I think. Yeah. Because it, 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 it gets one of them. And then like Perseus has the magic sword still, mm-hmm. but like it's been taken away from him and it's underneath this snake. Yeah. And he's trying to get to the to the sword. Um, so that he can rescue his guys who are being like fallen upon by this wolf. And eventually when he does get there, I, you know, I just wanted the wolf to run away, Yeah, you know, but unfortunately that's not what happens. And, you know, Harry Hamlin stands over top of it and stabs it 14 times. Yeah. Um, and you get that whimper yeah. and the dead dog sound, you know, one wants to hear. Um, you know what? I, I've just, I've seen it in so many movies and television shows and I know that it's just part of the, the motif, mm-hmm. but it gets me every time and I don't fucking need it. Okay. You know, mm-hmm. and, and I'm looking at you clash of the Titans, <laughs> 1981, you know, how dare you? Right. This scene, uh-huh. I'm telling you. Right. <laughs> But it doesn't. It didn't bother me. Dave. I, I understand. It I doesn't understand. bother anyone. I was but, just. Uh, I was just I, like. You know, you know what? That dog's made out of clay. Agreed. And I don't believe it. Agreed. And yes. Um. That, that, it's fine. It's just pictures it's, in a it's book. Fake. It, it can't hurt believe. you. Yes. Right. <laughs> yes. It wasn't like I saw an animal in real life and anything like that. It was, Absolutely. Yes. It was Ray Harryhausen's finger work right you know, exactly. i'm that, good yes of course yes i just enjoy taking moral stands on, <laughs> on on this podcast is all i agree yeah but now they can venture on and they go in like the depths of this like ruined castle yes and down here this is my favorite part of the movie when they they fight medusa down yeah. here uh, it's it's very dark it's lit by these torches on like sconces on the wall so like it's got all this flickering candlelight basically right like, and the room is just lit up and like flashing with this light. And there's like pillars down there and staircases. And there's like even like trenches of water or acid even. Yes. So like they go down and you don't see Medusa right away. She's like creeping around in the shadows. And you see the shadows being like animated, which is really cool. I'm sure they animated the real thing with the light, but only filmed the shadow. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. Which is pretty awesome. <laughs> But for anyone who doesn't know, Medusa is the woman who has snakes on her head. But in this movie, they don't make her a woman. They make herself like a giant snake. Yeah. But she has uh, the torso of a woman and then snakes on her head. And a humanoid and face. Humanoid face, but it's all scaly and yeah. stuff. So she's very serpentine. Yeah. And she's very intimidating. She's got a rattle on, right. on her tail, like a rattlesnake. Right. So she's snaking around this area like in the shadows going to get these guys. It's a really cool looking creature. It's really cool. And she's got a bow and arrow. Yeah. Like which she just uses. I know. She's an expert archer. Yes. Man. She's so awesome. She's a really formidable enemy. And apparently know? like, I think the witches tell us that she was formerly like a priestess of Aphrodite. Yeah. And she had an affair with Poseidon. Cause 
you know, like we said, the gods are the, all sleeping around. Exactly. Yes. So, so she was cursed probably by Zeus to, for this to happen. <laughs> <laughs> but man, this scene is awesome because she starts picking these guys off. <laughs> like the one guy, she shoots him like in the back and he goes flying into like this pit of water yeah. and like just drowns and is like bubbled up to death. That's awesome. <laughs> And then uh, she shoots another guy and he like falls on the ground and looks at her. And then it, we get a close up of her face and her eyes glow green. And then he turns to stone. Right. And that guy's fucked now. <laughs> it's yeah. awesome. And yeah. now all we've got left is Perseus and he's hiding behind these pillars and he's looking at the reflection in his shield so that he can see where she is. If he looks at the reflection, he's not going to get turned to stone. Right. Because he's not looking directly in her eyes. And eventually he's kind of hiding in the shadows too. And she's chasing him a little and he throws his shield out in the distance to kind of like bait her. And she shoots that with an arrow and then walks that way. And he gets his sword ready. And as she walks from the side of the pillar out into the open, he swings his sword and just lops her head off. And then the, the body starts like flailing around, like slowly dying. Yes. Like it is an awesome effect. The stop motion is top notch here. Um, this whole sequence, it's worth you seeing the movie. It know? is. And you could watch the sequence on its own. I know. It's probably it's just good. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And, and the, the, the stop motion effects of the Medusa creature, it looks like stop motion. It does. Yeah. But it's also really, um, because of the, the, the great set that they've built with the underworld thing, with all the, the weird red light and, and all yeah. the, um, the obsidian steps and columns and everything. She just fits into that so well, and they've lit her so well. Yes. And the puppeteers, like, make her, uh, her, like, she's the best animated of all the creatures, too. When they did it, they had candlelight flash flickering when they were animating her. Oh, So really? it would okay. match the set. Wow. And, and that goes miles, folks. Like, yes. If they didn't light this model correctly, it would have ruined it. Yeah. Like, it, she fits so perfectly into the scene. It's just an excellently done, well-crafted scene. Agreed. Like it's, it's, it's top-notch. That's why people remember this movie. Yes. Because of this. And I think, too, that maybe even they, as the filmmakers, understood that whether it was then or years from now, like, this is the one part that we can't make look silly. Yeah. Like, the other stuff, maybe we'll get away with, like, people, like, okay, maybe that looks a little fake. But, like, this, even if it looks artificial, it still is effective. Yeah. You know? And that's what I love so much about it is that, like, even with the most the most cynical 2023 internet movie critic um, looks at <laughs> this and totally accepts it. You know? Uh-huh. Amazing. Yeah. yeah. It's wonderful. So now he's got the head, right? And... He can use it to stop the Kraken. So he brings it outside of the castle and he's standing there and he raises it up. He's holding the snakes with his hand (laughs) and just raises his head up to the sky. And it's just like triumphantly holding it there. Like, I got it. We're going to win. Even before, even when I was a kid and like knew nothing about Greek mythology, I knew about Medusa and I knew about like someone holding her head aloft. I didn't know who Perseus was. Yeah. And I didn't know like the mythological story, but I knew who I knew about Medusa. Yeah. And I knew that there's something to do with her head, you know, Um, and to, you know, to know that like when finding out years later that it was, oh, he's doing that for a practical reason, you know. Right. Um, It's not just he's triumphant and he defeated her. He needs to do this in order to save the day. Right. He needs to do it so he can get laid. 
That's what it all comes down to. I suppose that, that, that that's his reward at the end of the, <laughs> oh my you know. God. Yes. It's her reward too. Uh, uh, Women yeah. can have pleasure. Uh, oh, agreed. And I mean, like, it, it, you know, and in, in this movie in particular, I mean, like, you know, there is no bigger it couple than, you know, uh, Judy Delker and Harry oh, Hamill. I know, I mean, right? Holy yeah. crap. Wow. Yep. It's all over the front page. Yes. <laughs> um, so he's got his prize here. Now he's, he can go back. And by the way, we didn't mention it, but they ditched Andromeda halfway through the journey. They were like, hey, Burgess Meredith, stay here. Make sure she doesn't follow us. Yeah, I know. Um, look, okay. Yeah. If that happened in the original mythology, fine. Uh, if, then that's accurate. But if they did it just for the movie, just so that we, we wouldn't have to like pay this person you know, extra money for, for this <laughs> one sequence, then that sucks. You know? I doubt it was money related. It was probably just. I I hope not to to separate them. I guess you so, know yeah, because yeah. later she gets tied to the rocks. Well, and, yeah, you know, because Calibus captures yeah, her. You yeah. Know? So so now um he does capture. Her. Yes, is because what happens is like oh, like after the after the triumphant head raising, uh-huh. um, he needs rest. So he puts the head in this uh, satchel. Okay. And right, it's hanging there on the tree. Hanging on the tree. And as he as he sleeps with his other soldiers, Calibus and his men fall upon them in their camp. And like something happens where like they shoot the head with an arrow. So that, well, what happens is Calibus now has like a pitchfork attached to his wrist. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Like like he's like Merle from The Walking Dead, dude. <laughs> yes. He's yes. got rookered up here. Exactly. <laughs> so he like stabs the head with the pitchfork and like the blood drips out. And and the poisoned blood creates these three scorpion creatures. Yeah. Yeah. Which now uh, Perseus and his men have to fight. Yes. And there's some pretty good animation of scorpions yeah. pinching and walking around. But like in all these movies, you know, it's, it's a lot of the fighting is like, I'm lunging at you this way. Now you lunge at me this way. And that's kind of it. Yeah. <laughs> With some like slashing kind of time together. Right. It's not really any anything too fancy. And I agree with you about the creatures looking okay. But during this battle, Harry Hamlin has a moment where I wish they would have done a second take. Oh, yeah? At one point, he like very weakly <gasps> shakes his sword at the creature and audibly goes, eh, eh. <laughs> I had noticed. Yeah. I, I do not. I believe you, Dave. <laughs> right. I believe it was there. Yes. But yeah, he cuts off, you know, they cut off some claws. They uh-huh. cut off some like of the poison tips. Of yeah. Their tails, stingers. Stuff yeah. like that. Mm-hmm. So. Right. A couple of the guys eat it. And ultimately it comes down to a fight between Perseus and Calibos. And yeah. Calibos has a whip. You know, like he's got an Indiana Jones whip out and he's yes. hitting everybody. He like, he flicks it at Bubo and knocks him into the river. I know. And, and poor, I kept... Poor yeah. R2-D2. Exactly. I know. Because it's just like R2. He is now in the swamp because they're on the Dagobah system. Yeah, right. And and like, <laughs> it's it's exactly R2 getting lost yeah. in, in the in the swamp. Right. I mean, yeah. Um. So then he also whips Perseus and like knocks his sword out of his hand. And he's kind of like tangled up in the whip. Yeah. And he's he's reaching for that sword. He's almost got the sword. He's going for the rope. <laughs> yes, I know. So <laughs> he wants the ref to do a rope break. Yeah, dude. <laughs> he's in a Texas cloverleaf exactly. and he's trying to touch that rope. <laughs> but he finally gets the sword. And instead of like cutting the whip and fighting, he throws it across the whole freaking field and <laughs> yes. hits Calibos right in the gut <laughs> and kills him. Yes. It's a nice move. It's Maybe a, a little impractical, yeah, but exactly. You know, yeah. But it worked. 
it, it's just like I remember a long time ago. I think you and I argued about in Gladiator, Maximus <laughs> flings his sword at a, at another soldier. Yeah, and it kind of does the the end over and like. Woof, 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 oh yeah, yeah, the cool guy move. Yes, and I have a theory that that this act has never happened in real life like not even once um, yeah it's been in tons of movies but but like in real life no one has ever successfully like during a real battle no it's never no. happened yeah yeah and i mean this this wasn't quite that but it, it was it was on kind of the same level of just like i mean throwing your sword at someone and accurately <laughs> killing them I, I I don't buy it for a second. Yeah. It just... It wasn't in The Last Duel, was it? Did Ridley Scott bring it back for The Last uh, Duel? I don't remember it being okay. in The Last Duel. No. Yeah. Matt Damon didn't throw his no. sword no, it, it, that at didn't Adam happen. Driver? No. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, he could have retconned that. Come on, man. <laughs> right. Anyway. Um, so, yeah. But, no. I don't think Andromeda was at this campground, though. No, she wasn't. Her and Burgess Meredith, like, just split and went back to town, I think. And... Somehow they, but who, who ties her to the rocks? The town people do because they have right. to sacrifice That's her. That's right. She because yeah. she's been it, yeah. So yeah, Cassiopeia's men yeah, or, like on orders from from the gods have to do this. Yeah, yeah. that's what it is. So um, Bubo gets out of the river. He's fine. And yeah, he, he makes some funny noises and everything's good now. So they go back to town. <laughs> well, what happens is, like I feel like I'm all over the place because there's a lot going on. Well, yeah, in this movie, yeah, but. He tells Bubo, Perseus tells Bubo, hey, go get Pegasus because we forgot Pegasus got kidnapped by Calabos. Oh, God. <laughs> yeah. By the vulture, maybe? I don't remember. Yeah. But so Bubo goes and like like lands on a guy and he dies and then Pegasus is free. Something stupid happens and he, Pegasus is free now. Yeah. Oh, Bubo actually attacks the vulture. That's what happens. Right. <laughs> and he's just flying over his head. And then uh, Pegasus gets free. <laughs> so now Pegasus goes to Perseus, and they start flying back home. Now they can make the journey faster. Yes. Because time's a ticking. Yes, You know, this is the last day. Uh-huh. And now the whole town has gotten Andromeda, and they're making a big processional down to the rocks on the beach uh-huh. where they got to chain her up so that the Kraken can have his sacrifice. Yes, exactly. <laughs> Absolutely. Right. <laughs> and you get another Zeus going, release the Kraken. <laughs> That's, that was not a terrible Lawrence Olivia. I, I appreciate it. It's better than the first one. Yeah, it was. Yeah. Like, you rolled your R's that time. That and was I, take two. Exactly. <laughs> yes, right. It wasn't even a different scene. They just took a different take. <laughs> that's right. We recycled some footage I'm just glad they didn't play the same footage. Exactly. Because we don't need that again in this movie. Right. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> so you get more underwater uh, magic yeah. where they the, let them out. I can't stress enough how both bizarre and unnecessary this effect is. I mean, like of Poseidon, like physically releasing the Kraken. Right. I mean, he he actually has to turn a crank to open the gate. He's got to roll his windows down, you know? Yes, exactly. I mean, it's just (laughs) amazing. And like, I I guess I kind of appreciate the ingenuity of like, well, we need to show this, you know? Right. Um, But like... They're, they're gods, couldn't they? Just the stamp of a finger, and and it's done. I, you could have saved some money on that crank yes, prop. Exactly, you didn't need it. Yeah, <laughs> yes. you could have just had him standing there with his arms in the air, going. I, yeah, that's right. Exactly. Yeah. He could have used the force essentially. <laughs> exactly. Um, and and that 
that again, they, they also use that same shot. It's a different shot, but they use it again of like where, where we don't know if this actor is underwater or not, <laughs> like where the close up, yeah, where it's the Haley Mills again. Exactly. His beard is kind of moving a little bit <laughs> um, like seaweed, but you, I, I can't tell what, how they're achieving this effect. Yeah. We will never know. I get, yeah. Um, yeah. It's impossible. <laughs> right. So the Kraken is out now. And now we get to actually see the Kraken. Yes. We don't just see like the little foam rubber tail or something that we saw earlier. Now you get a full stop motion Goliath yes. that's coming out of the ocean. Um, his hand, he has like three hands or four hands or something. Right. And he puts them all up on these rocks on the cliffside. He's, he's gigantic. You right. know, he's hundreds of feet tall. Right. Um, and he pulls himself out and it's this giant... Like, it looks like a uh, creature from the Black Lagoon, pretty much. Yes. Except a gigantic. It's like a kaiju size of that. Yeah, he's huge. Yeah. And he pulls himself out of the water, and he's going to eat Cassiopeia, I guess. Or, I mean, Andromeda. Yeah. And as he's coming in for his snack, <laughs> <laughs> Pegasus comes flying in with Perseus on his back, and he's here to save the day. And then Bubo's flying around, too, because you got to have Bubo. Yeah, yeah. Dude, I feel like they added... I know he's from the original text. Bubo was a thing. Yeah. But I feel like they just saw Star Wars and Empire, and we're like, we have to do this. It feels... It has to be here. I mean, like, th- this This is so definitely directed toward, I want little kids to think of this, to see a cute creature. And know? it worked. I know. Because Bubo's one of the most recognizable things in this film. It became, it became the, a like, thing. I, an almost iconic, really. Like, like if you put that uh, machine in, you know, that, that yeah, little... Yeah, if you had, like, a Funko of that, exactly. everyone would know everyone what it is. Everyone would know what it was, yeah. <laughs> I know. It's amazing. I guarantee you there's a Funko of that. Yes. There's, oh. I think they're on, like, 800,000 now. Oh, my God. I don't know. I'm just oh. making up a number. Uh, uh, I have that okay. ton of them. Okay, yeah. There's too many. I know. I... I, I don't have any myself anymore. But I have yeah. zero Funkos. I had a Bob Belcher that was given to me by somebody, and now it's in the trash. Oh, no. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but there's a cool shot when they come flying in on the horse here. Uh-huh. Uh, it, it's like in front of the Kraken's face, because like they're up in the air hundreds of feet, and you see Perseus... Uh, flying like across his face like it looks like he's flying across like the front of a skyscraper yeah like it's a really cool shot but then he gets like swatted out of the air and the swatting is actually pretty cool too yeah. because it, it the way uh, after the swat happens when Perseus falls off of the, off of Pegasus it's kind of like he was dumped off mm-hmm. gently like like <laughs> it, it's it kind of doesn't uh, match the, the magnitude of yeah. the swatting but I, I think that they were just kind of like well that's about as good as right. we can do, you know? Imagine the force of oh. this Leviathan. I know. Right, right. Smacking you out of the air. You would just, like, it would be like, um, I've heard about these catapults that they You're have the on aircraft. You're the size of one of his finger bones. Oh, yeah, of like, course. This thing will, you'd be dead. I've heard about these these catapults that they have on aircraft carriers that are oh, yeah? like 7 million horsepower. Um, so we're like, if you got into it and they just like, you know, launched you, like, the 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 G's would break you in half. You yes, know? you'd probably just like melt through the mesh. It, yes, you know? exactly. Well, you won't even go anywhere. <laughs> right. <laughs> That's right. It'd it's be right. like the beginning of Ghost Ship. I know there would not be a launch. You're right. Um, and I I think that like being swatted by the Kraken might have the same effect. Yes, it might. You know? But yeah, Harry Hamlin just kind of goes ooh, <laughs> right. falls off Pegasus, and Pegasus falls in the ocean. <laughs> More animal cruelty. I know, I know. And Bubo lands on a cliff somewhere, making whistly sounds. Right. So the Kraken's coming back in for the kill, and then, uh, wouldn't you know, Perseus comes back out, (laughs) 
and um, has Medusa's head <laughs> and shows it to him. Yeah, he gets the head and successfully shows it to yeah. to the Kraken, who yeah. uh, it, and the Kraken is destroyed. Yeah, actually, Bubo gets the head and returns it to Perseus. Now that I remember correctly, that, that's right because that yeah, was that was the whole right. reason for him. Yeah, being there. right. Yeah. That's right. Yeah, man. <laughs> oh, but Lord. anyway, right. it's kind of bullshit. But um, whatever. It's a climax of a film. Well, and I, it it works. I, I I think I mean yeah I I guess there there always has to be like tension of like you know um where where the hero is almost not going to succeed and yeah. then does in the in the end right um they could have done something differently with it I mean maybe if he just like swims to shore it seemed a little anticlimactic I know because like, I I have I know that like BB-8 is going <laughs> to successfully you know splunk down the mountain and and get the head right you yeah. Know? Uh, but he does show, he raises the head out of the bag and shows it to the Kraken. Right. And you see the green eyes glowing again. Yeah. And then the Kraken turns to stone, which is really cool. It looks cool when yeah. he turns to stone. But then he shatters for some reason, which I don't know why. I, yeah. Maybe a wave hits him and just kind of like breaks him a little. And <laughs> right. it just, you know, it's spider webs up. Maybe so. I don't know. It could be, right. I don't know. <laughs> but I'm glad it did because just turning to stone isn't as triumphant as you know it's completely shattered and oh destroyed, yeah you know? yeah exactly um but that would be cool that would be a sight wouldn't it to have that giant statue there for all eternity now i mean when i think about like the visual of it yeah it it, it kind of is there, there's something in the beginning sequence where uh zeus destroys um uh, the kingdom where there's like a, a Titan statue. Yeah. Um, and, and it's a pretty good perspective before they destroy it. It's uh-huh. like kind of the coolest matte painting that they yeah. have. And I, I think about like, you know what the Kraken would look like. Yeah. I think it would be pretty awesome to, be for it to just be like a, a fossilized, you know, like, like stone Kraken there. Yeah. It's just part of the, of the rock formation. Right. That'd be pretty awesome. That would be sweet. Yeah. Right. And then every time you look at it, you remember the story. Exactly. Tell the tale. Yes. And there, there's no need for even to like, um, if we want the, the stories to be handed down generation to generation, we have actual evidence here. You yeah, know, That's, exactly. that'd be awesome. So now Perseus does the dumbest thing I've ever seen anyone do in a movie. <laughs> okay. He throws the head of Medusa into the sea. Yes, I know. So that anyone can find it. So that any fish that looks at it will die. I, guess, I don't know. What did, why well, did he just yeah. throw it in the sea? I, I well, I don't. Well, what was what was he? What should he have? Would you would you burn it? You got to do something to it. You can't just toss it in the lake. You can't just. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, someone's gonna find it. You're right. You're right. Um, I guess no one. Well, yeah, he didn't throw it into the deep sea. It's it's like right, it's, it's gonna right wash on up coast. on the shore, right? Exactly. <laughs> no, you're right. You're right. That was some dumb. kids gonna find it. Oh my god. Oh, and and won't it be a tragic? Actually, <laughs> oh man. Like, School children, just like, like Plato's going to go down there with like his students. Yeah. And like, yeah, yeah, of course. It, that would be a story, wouldn't it? Like <laughs> it's a, the tale of just some kid's life, but yes. at the end it actually turns out, oh, it's the end of Clash of the Titans the whole time. And he finds the head. He just, yeah. exactly. It's the Clash of the Titans EU. <laughs> right. Bruce Willis is in a bar like going, oh my God. And yeah, I, I guess I crossed EU with Shyamalan verse too. <laughs> all right, um, and then Pegasus uh, flies away safe too. Yes. He's all good. Yeah. Um, and now they get married. The crowd cheers. Right. He unchains her, carries her away, and now they can get married and have as much sex as they want. Yes. Uh, yep. uh, God willing. Um, and you get the final Olivier of the film. Mm-hmm. Um, he's saying that, you know, they won, you know, and I forbid any revenge against Perseus. 
because I'm a douchebag. I mean, I guess. what? I don't get what the heck? I don't get what the whole machinations of the gods are. I mean, like, how is this? And I know, <laughs> I know that like part of this is also just a commentary on even back then it was a commentary on like the haves and have nots. I mean, yeah, you know. Um, but the gods are supposed <laughs> to be all powerful, especially Zeus. So he can say, oh, and I forbid any revenge. I mean, like, okay, well, I guess the, the revenge I was plotting is, is I, I'm just not going to do it again. Even though, like, I'm still standing here. I, right. I, I mean, like, Thetis, like, made all this happen and and almost, like, did in your your progeny. Right. So how how am I, I and there's no there's no penalty for me what, what I, if I'm I don't call it do revenge it what if I said I just felt like doing it for fun because that's what Zeus did yeah he, he literally took one of those clay figures and just like positioned it differently yeah and dropped it somewhere and he only has a model of the amphitheater there's no other models in his throne room did you notice that it's yeah. just the amphitheater right so if I, I, I can't come up with any other scenarios <laughs> It's gotta I'm be. I'm sure it'll change. I, I guess maybe, maybe. Yeah, I guess I'm sure so. He can change it to whatever he wants, but like, I, I hope so. Yeah, right. Like, because he's got a wall of these Funkos, right? Like, <laughs> yes, he does. There's about a hundred. Yeah, there are. He doesn't have all of them. Right. I'm sure he's got them somewhere. Yeah, yeah. He's in a storage locker, maybe. And they look like red. He's Play-Doh. got a pod somewhere filled <laughs> yes. with these. And uh, he says, like, well, the, all the other gods are like, well, what if he inspires all the other humans to start being kind and selfless and heroic? And Zeus says, don't worry, they never will. Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, commenting on the human condition. I mean, that's awfully cynical of Zeus. Yeah. Uh, it's understandable, but it's also, you know, um, Zeus, you have the power to instill in the human being a better world, you know, like a, a better a better outlook. I guess he does. You know? Again, I'm not an expert on Greek gods and mythology. Or their relationship with the mortals, like how they actually work, honestly. Well, I'm I, kinda, I don't really know. I, I, I looked into it just slightly this afternoon. I mean, like, okay. it wasn't it wasn't great. I mean, it wasn't any anything scholarly, trust me. It yes. was some, you know, five minutes of Googling. <laughs> but, like, Perseus is technically, uh, like, Hercules' brother. Yeah, yeah, he is. They, they, they have different uh, mothers, but... Zeus is their dad. Yeah, the, Zeus had many offspring from different, uh, different women. Yeah. You know? Um... So yeah, that's the end of the movie, really. Yeah. I think he says something about how we're going to name the constellations after him. That's right. That's the last uh, thing that happens. Yeah. Even after we're all gone, people will remember. I don't know. Some kind of bullshit like that. (laughs) But um, yeah, that's the end of the movie. Yes. Um, Anything else, Dave? Uh, There's one thing. um, uh, we, We forgot to mention that Sean Phillips plays Cassiopeia. And she's a really good actor. I remember her from I, Claudius. Um, it's my favorite BBC miniseries from okay. the seventies. Um, everybody should check that out. I've got it. I've got it on DVD at home, Ooh. and like it, it's it's shot on video, and it's got tons of world class actors in it, like people you know. I mean, like like Patrick Stewart and Brian Blessed and Sean Phillips, and uh, it, it just like it's it's a star studded cast, and um, it's all about ancient Rome. Uh, Derek Jacobi is the titular audience. And also, uh, I said earlier that I, I stole something from Ty Burr. It was not Ty Burr. It was Michael Souter. <laughs> so I wanted to, uh, you know, correct myself. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. I, I forgive you. Thank you. Yeah. And uh, one more thing about the effects. Like, this stuff is just awesome, man. It's fun to watch. Yeah. Like, and it influenced so many people, too. Like, George Lucas, even, you know? I know. Steven Spielberg, all these guys. James Cameron, even, like, special effect dudes, like, um, like Dennis Re- Dennis Muir- Mirren and oh, stuff. Oh, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. All these guys, mm-hmm. like, right. grew up on this. And that's... How we got Star Wars, you know? Because Harryhausen was doing this since, like, the 40s, I think. Right. 
He's been, yeah, he'd been yeah. like this was the last thing he did, I think. It, it's one of them, definitely. Yeah. I know, especially working with this director right. was the last thing they did together. I know that. Right. But um yeah, this guy's a, a it's a he's a legend. Yes. Yeah, so all right, Dave, would you recommend the movie? Yeah, I'd recommend the movie. I, I think uh, this is definitely worth seeing at least once, and especially for that Medusa sequence. This is awesome. Yeah, I would. I'll recommend it just because of the Medusa sequence. But yep. I would also recommend maybe even before this one, watch the other two I mentioned: Jason and the Argonauts and the Seventh Voyage of Sinbad. I prefer yes. those to this. Yes, but this one is still worth a watch. Absolutely. All right, so that wraps it up. If you like what you heard, please subscribe to the show anywhere you get your podcast. Rate it, review it, and most of all, share it. It gets more dudes listening to the dudes, and you can go to dudesonmovies.com and find anything you need right there. Yeah, so we're on Facebook, Blue Sky, and Instagram. Uh, look for Dudes on Movies, and our email address is dudesonmovies at gmail.com. That's right, and Dave, we have a question of the week. What's the question of the week? Do dated or poor special effects bother you? Ah, good one. And stay tuned. Next week, when we do 1998's Gods and Monsters, directed by Bill Condon and starring Ian McKellen and Brendan Fraser. So until next week, I'm your dude, Scott. I'm your dude, Dave. And we'll see you next time. Next time.